Hello and a very happy new year. We hope you had a wonderful holiday season wherever you are and we are delighted to welcome you to the first episode of Disrupt Podcast of 2021. I'm Tom Jackson. And I'm Gabriella Mulligan. Every fortnight, Disrupt Podcast brings you all the latest from the continent startup ecosystem plus interviews with special guests. This year opening episode comes with a twist, however, as we will unveil Disrupt Africa's 12 African startups to watch for 2021. We'll also chat to Timbo Drayson, a recently funded and fast-expanding Kenyan addressing startup OK High. But before all that, let's catch you up on all the news since we last met. December is a notoriously quiet month across African startup land, as most of the ecosystem winds down in preparation for the holidays. Some startups still had time to announce big news, though. Key among them, Kenyan smart addressing startup OK High, which has launched in Nigeria alongside strategic partner and new investor into Switch Group. We'll hear from OK High's founder and CEO, Timbo Drayson, later in the episode. The funding continued to flood in as 2020 drew to a close. The biggest news came from South Africa, where AI-based agritech startup Aerobotics announced it had expanded upon the Series B funding round led by tech investor Naspers earlier in the year closing it out at 250 million rand, or 16.5 million US dollars. Nigerian startups also ended the year with a bang. Fintech companies were especially busy, with OnePipe raising $950,000, Mono securing $500,000, and Indocina announcing a six-figure dollar funding round. Dating startup TrueFlutter, meanwhile, secured investment from three local angel networks. In Kenya, solar energy company Sun Culture raised 14 million US dollars to help it accelerate sales, while e-health startup Elara Health raised a three and three quarter million dollar Series A funding round to expand its diagnostic reach across the continent. Kenya-based digital bank for emerging markets Umba raised two million dollars seed funding, while another health tech venture, blood services information platform Damusasa, was awarded twenty thousand dollars in grant funding from Vilgro Africa to enable it to enhance its contributions to mitigating the spread of COVID-19. Egyptian loyalty and reward solution provider D-Squares raised fresh funds to help it scale a new business line and expand geographically across Egypt and internationally. And another Egyptian company, mobile payments and customer loyalty startup Zeal, secured an undisclosed round of seed funding to help it grow its team and scale operations in Egypt and the United Kingdom. There are also late 2020 funding rounds for Senegalese solar distributor Ulu, Ivory Coast-based mobile content platform Star News Mobile, Ghanaian fintech startup ZPay, and Zambian micro-lending service Premier Credit. These funding announcements round off a record-breaking year of investment into African tech startups, even with the COVID-19 pandemic. The African Tech Startups Funding Report 2020, set for release this month by Disrupt Africa and available to everyone for free as a result of our partnership with a renowned bunch of Africa-focused VCs and accelerators, will tell you all you need to know about funding developments over the course of the last 12 months. Stay tuned for more news on that. We might be looking back on 2020, but 2021 is well underway and the investment is already rolling in. Three Egyptian startups have already secured investment this year, health tech startup Noah Scientific, book summary mobile app Akhtar, and fintech platform Kaspana. But who else do we think is set for big news and major growth in 2021? Each January, we tell you about 12 tech startups on the continent we think have a big 12 months ahead of them, four from each region. In the name of transparency, we end each year by looking back at how our picks got on, and so far we've done pretty well. You can find all of our previous selections and recaps of their achievements on our website. But without any further ado, here are Disrupt Africa's 12 African startups to watch in 2021. 
Starting in North Africa, Egyptian invest tech startup Thunder has developed an investment platform that makes it easy to invest in stocks, bonds, and funds completely commission-free. A Y Combinator alumni, the startup secured the first new brokerage license granted by Egypt's financial regulatory authority in over a decade. Food delivery startup Ordera raised a six-figure funding round in the middle of last year and has witnessed an uptick in business since the onset of the COVID pandemic. And Tunisian Venture on board, which offers a SaaS platform transforming customer experience management for hardware providers with 3D smart manuals, saw strong growth in 2020 and received a funding boost. We think all three of them are set for a big 2021. Over to East Africa, where Kenyan retail startup Market Force had a huge year in 2020, raising $350,000 in seed funding and becoming the only sub-Saharan African company selected for the Y Combinator summer batch. The startup introduced a new B2B commerce marketplace in December and plans to scale it up to new locations in 2021. Ugandan fintech Eversend, meanwhile, has been gaining momentum for a couple of years with its multi-currency e-wallet, but it made great strides in 2020 and pulled off an oversubscribed Cedars campaign. Back in Kenya, peer-to-peer trucking logistics marketplace Amitruck is disrupting the country's difficult and inefficient road transportation network. The startup has seen great traction and taken on strong investors. We're betting on all these guys to have a great 2021. Down in Southern Africa, we think it will be a big year for PropTech startup RioS, which finally launched to the public towards the end of the year, with backing from heavyweight local angels including Bill Palladino and Mark Forrester. The company plans to thoroughly shake up the South African real estate space with its task automation tool for rental professionals and then hit international markets. Zambian startup Premier Credit, meanwhile, which offers microloans to entrepreneurs and small-scale traders, has already launched operations in Zimbabwe and raised $650,000 funding in December to expand further across the SADC region. And back in South Africa, arguably the wildcard of our list for 2021, South African edtech startup The Gradient Boost launched its online mentor-guided data science school in May of last year, seeking to make digital learning more efficient. It's moving into the Nigerian market this year after early successes and securing some seed funding. Finally, then, to West Africa, starting in Togo, where mobility startup Gozem hit the ground running at the end of 2018 and has been speeding towards its goal of becoming a regional, all-inclusive super app. The company started life as a motorbike taxi app, but has added all sorts of additional services and plans to move into more verticals this year. In Nigeria, meanwhile, Vibe has launched a dating app designed by Africans for Africans and has already secured over 10,000 users across 65 countries. We're predicting even greater growth in 2021. And finally, another Nigerian startup, Wella Health. The company has been around since 2015, but pivoted in late 2019 to offering affordable healthcare coverage to protect families from the financial shock that comes from unexpected health emergencies. Since then, it's joined Founders Factory Africa's Venture Scale program and received capital and business support from global fintech accelerator Catalyst Fund. 2021 may yet prove even more successful. Those then are our 12 African startups to watch in 2021. You can find more details about those companies as well as our previous annual picks on our website disruptafrica.com. We'll be checking in on these businesses over the course of the year and we'll let you know how they get on. One company that didn't quite make the list but could have done given its ambitious goals for the year was Kenyan startup OK High. The startup recently raised funding and secured a key partnership with Interswitch in Nigeria. Tom caught up with CEO Timbo Drayson to find out more. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tom. Good to be here. 
just talk us through the the funding rounds, why you went out to market for funding, who you raised from, what the investment is to be used for. Yeah, so uh, we just raised uh, 1.5 million uh, from some brilliant uh, investors in different parts of the world. Um, Ultimately, it's to basically drive our expansion into Nigeria. Talk us through the process of that launch and, uh, and how the mechanics of that are going to work. Yeah, so we've been operating in, in Kenya um, for a number of years now and, and prove, proven some initial impact. Um, but we're really excited about the Nigerian market. Um, while obviously the size is there for us, there's also some really interesting characteristics. Um, there's a really big uh, regulation around proof of address. Uh, and there's also just a really thriving uh, sort of tech startup scene uh, especially in the fintech space, which which is actually even bigger than, than in Kenya. Um, and uh, ultimately, the way we're doing it is through our partner and also investor in the round, InterSwitch, uh, I think the largest financial service platform in Africa. Um, and they service about 50 million uh, Nigerians through their different financial service products. And so we're really excited to be partnering with them and, and taking uh, our sort of address verification technology to the market. How does that partnership work in practice on the ground? Yeah, so I mean, there's there's two aspects. One is uh, InterSwitch as a, as a customer. So they are integrating our technology into their products. Uh, and so uh, OK High will go live with QuickTeller, um, their consumer-facing sort of one-stop financial service app uh, very soon. Um, and then it's also uh, as, a, as a partner. And so uh, InterSwitch have a, a great base of B2B customers uh, in both the banking, uh, financial service, and, and, and mobility sector. And so they're going to help us um, sell to uh, their existing customers. How big a deal is it for a, a, a relatively early stage company like OK High to work with um, someone like InterSwitch, which is, you know, as a an African unicorn with the reputation that it's got and the expertise that it has. I mean, what kind of landmark is it for you as a business? I mean, I think it's a complete game changer. I'm not sure that we would be entering uh, Nigeria as fast and as aggressively as as we are uh, without them. It's uh, a market which we don't have a huge amount of expertise in. Um, We don't have a a network. Uh, There's always market nuances um, that we know we don't know. Um, and you know, it would take a considerable amount of time. And, and as a startup, when you know your next milestone, milestone is just around the corner, and you're trying to build as much traction as possible, um, it's a massive investment to enter into a new market. Uh, so for us, it's a game changer. And obviously, having them invest in the round, and therefore us both being very aligned um, in terms of the long-term incentive, uh, is 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 really important. A theme that we've been hearing a lot about, um, but not seeing too much of within the African startup space, I think, this sort of corporate startup collaboration, where a startup almost rides on the coattails of the corporate um, in terms of accessing the corporate's market while also offering an incredibly innovative value add um, to, to that company and to the company's customers. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think this is the way more corporates and startups should be working together and sort of what are the pain points when it comes to putting together those partnerships? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's obviously a great model where you have a large corporate that is in a specific market and is 
thinking in, in a certain way. And, and because they're larger, they are just generally less uh, flexible and, and uh, agile. Um, and finding and partnering with startups uh, early on who can you can sort of partner with rather than compete with later on, I think is uh, a really important strategy. Um, you know, there are, of course, challenges. Uh, you're dealing with uh, a, a big company where, you know, OK High is, is only a certain part of their priority. Uh, and for the, us as a startup, you know, InterSwitch is a, is a, a massive priority. Um, and so there are these, you know, important dynamics that are, that are, that you've got to figure out. Um, and I think that becomes even more challenging when, you know, right now, as we're building the relationships and, and continuing to make this partnership work, you know, we have to do that remotely, um, because of the travel restrictions, et cetera. So, um, you know, there, there are definitely, um, more challenges I think now than would be otherwise. Um, but, Overall, you know, we're really excited about the progress that we've made already, uh, and it all looks really positive for uh, what will be a, a very exciting year next year. No, for sure. Um, you say excited about the progress you've made already. Just give us some some numbers on what, what kind of success you've seen in Kenya so far. In, in Kenya, we have uh, essentially a, a B2B2C model. So we acquire all our end users and their addresses uh, through our business customers. Uh, and we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of addresses now in our database, hundreds of thousands of users uh, using OK High, and you know, we're now just excited about porting the technology and all the learnings that we've created there, uh, and now taking that to the market in, in Nigeria. And how innovative is this technology? I, mean, I think you say that your address verification engine continuously verifies the location. Um, of an individual. I mean, is, is that a first of its kind? Is, is, is that something that's very, very, very new in Africa? Yeah, I don't think anything like it exists in the world today, at least that we're, we're aware of. Um, you know, there, there's two key problems that we're solving with this technology. Um, the first is that if you're a delivery business, essentially the, the customer is incentivized to give you the right address. Uh, because they want the physical goods or whatever to arrive at their house. Uh, but in a financial service you know, case, if you've just downloaded a mobile loan app and you want to get a loan, you actually don't necessarily want the, them to know where you are. Um, and that causes a lot of problems for the business in terms of trust, how they manage their risk of scoring and even debt collection. Um, the other sort of problem is that even if an address is verified, i.e. someone um, shares a, a document that proves their utility bill or a bank statement, or what happens a lot in Nigeria is a physical agent goes to someone's house, um, you can move next week and the business never knows. Uh, and that's actually a global problem. You know, No bank really has an up-to-date uh, idea of, of, of where its customers are. Uh, and so the technology that we built essentially uh, uses both you know, location information in your phone as well as uh, your delivery history, et cetera, to be able to verify that you are actually at the address that you, that you say you are. Um, and we're able to do that remotely and we're able to do that continuously. Uh, and that uh, is the first in the world um, that, that, that is being launched and um, Nigeria startups will be the first, uh, first testers of that. That's interesting because you think of OK High as being sort of a, almost like a quasi logistics platform, but actually it's an enabler for the financial services industry. 
Exactly. If you, if you think about uh, a, an addressing system that's working in, uh, in a developed market, like let's say the UK, um, there are two main use cases that you use your address for. One is, is, to, is in the delivery space and uh, e-commerce, etc., but the other is, you know, every time you make a payment, you're using your address as a port, port of verification. Um, and every time you're opening up a, a bank account or a financial service, your address is used um, to verify you. Um, and so we believe that actually to be a successful addressing system, you need to solve both sides of that problem um, because they also sort of interlink with each other. And if you have both sides of that platform, you have very powerful network effects that exist there. Um you mentioned you've got certain targets for next year. I mean, what, what, what goals are you setting for your Nigerian activity? And I think your early customers are fairly, fairly substantial startups like Kuda Bank and Okra. Um, what do you hope to achieve in 2021? Yeah, so we're, we're really excited about uh, not just InterSwitch, but also some of the other uh, early customers that we've signed contracts with and going live imminently. Um, ultimately, you know, what we're trying to prove is... Uh, exactly what I just talked about, that we can build an addressing system that can drive not just verification for financial services, but also, you know, better accuracy and efficiency for delivery companies. Um, and so our target next year is, is to acquire millions of, uh, you know, Nigerian consumers, uh, get them onboarded to OK High, and enable them to be able to use their address with, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of, of businesses uh, in Nigeria and ultimately give them better access to services that they didn't otherwise have. Are there any further expansion plans on the horizon or is it very much uh, laser focused on Kenya and Nigeria for now? Yeah, the, the focus is, is really predominantly um, Nigeria and obviously building off our success in Kenya. Um, it's a constant struggle, honestly. Uh, when you have businesses, you know, today we, we had a, a financial loan business in India, uh, contact us uh, who are really interested in using our verification technology to support their mobile loan business. We have a, a business um, expand cart in, in the MENA region uh, that want to use us. They're an e-commerce platform like Shopify. Um, and so, you know, one of the challenges I think as a business is, is how do you balance focusing um, on a market versus sort of incoming opportunity? Um, but, you know, we're really going stick, to stick to our guns and, and focus on Nigeria um, and, you know, we are now building a self-serve platform. And so if any business wants to come uh, on board and sign up to OK High and uh, get an API key and use our developer documentation that's online to use our products, um, then, you know, we'll, we're going to be enabling that uh, early next year. And that will enable us to, in a sort of reactive way, uh, test and scale into multiple markets uh, while our sort of all our proactive sales and efforts will be focused on Nigeria. Okay, it's an interesting approach. Um, your personal background prior to OK High is obviously uh, at Google with an integral role at Google Maps um, in emerging markets. I mean, what, 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 what learnings did you take from that experience into launching a, 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 an innovative tech startup in Nairobi? Yeah, I mean, obviously working with Google Maps and seeing uh, how different it was launching that in, in new markets where there weren't, you know, building names and there weren't roads that were, you know, properly addressed um, was where I first came across the problem. But honestly, you know, sitting in a, um, the Googleplex in London or San Francisco, 
as much as I saw it from afar, I really didn't understand or experience the problem. And it was only when I took a sabbatical and traveled around East and West Africa that I saw firsthand how difficult it was for, you know, e-commerce businesses to do deliveries or financial services to um, open up a, a bank account or even, you know, ambulance services getting to someone's house. And I, I still remember very clearly it was a key reason why I actually, you know, decided to do what I'm doing, talking to the Red Cross Ambulance Service. And uh, one of the drivers telling me that she got so lost two days before that uh, essentially she arrived too late and the person was dead. Um, so it's not just a massive economic problem that costs the world $200 billion a year. It's also a big, a big social, uh, social problem. Um, and so I think that obviously there was initial interest there. I think beyond that, what else I learned at Google was a lot around the product side. Um, you know, I, I worked or led Chromecast from idea to launch, um, working with designers, engineers, um, and not just building the product, but also partnerships with some key companies uh, like Netflix. Um, and so I think all those skills have been invaluable really um, to enabling me to not only sort of help build the business, but also um, hire the right people around me in the areas that um, I'm sort of really need, um, you know, support around and, and, and can partner with. Hi, I'm Louis, one of the co-founders here at Divuna, where we provide businesses with an easy-to-use platform to engage directly with their customers. We cater for a wide range of industries, getting them closely in touch with their ideal contributors. Whether you want your audience to rate experience flying, how they rate your latest ice cream logo, or finding out the soft drink flavor your customers have been waiting for. You can also use this to engage easily with your employees and just understand how they are coping at home. Thank your contributors by rewarding them on the spot without any delays or funny programs. You can reach us at business.evuna.co.za and looking for businesses who'd like to engage better with their audience. That's it for this episode of Disrupt Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to let all your friends and colleagues know that they can listen to the podcast on any of their favorite podcasting platforms. We'll be back in two weeks, in which time we'll be busy putting together and releasing the African Tech Startups Funding Report 2020, which you'll be able to get your hands on for free this year. Keep an eye on our site and social channels for more details on the release. For now, bye. Bye.